Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. From the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping to the Great Wall of China and back to the streets of Las Vegas where the UFC is happening. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry. We'll voice it for you. We talk about everything. Politics, film, TV, UFC, sex, drugs, rock and roll. This is No Holds Barred Radio, folks. And I'm here with my co-host, TJ DeSantis, my producer. TJ, how are you? I'm going to cut it short because we got somebody on the show. I've always loved to be around, talk to, party with, announce, you name it. The man is all around one of the greatest guys I've ever met in my life. An icon. The icon. The icon. The icon. The Iceman. The former UFC champion. And we all love him, Chuck Liddell. Chuck, how are you? I'm great, Bruce. Thanks. Thanks for always, intro. Always good to see you, As my always. friend. Always, always, always. <laughs> you know, Chuck, lots of things going on in the UFC. That's great. We're going to touch on that. Lots of things going on in your life, which I really want to hear more about. But it was great to see you Saturday night. That show was electric. It was pretty awesome. Did you have a great time? Did you think it was a solid show? Oh, a great, a great show. Great fights all night. I mean, the... I mean, obviously, the most disappointing part of not getting around to the Connor uh, Dustin fight. I mean, I think that could have been interesting, really. Yeah, I think so, too. And I wanted to ask you about that. I mean, we all saw the video that's been posted where um, he threw the front kick or Muay Thai, a teep kick, however you want to call it. Uh, and then Poirier seemed to come down and a check, but he, it's like he hit it with the elbow. I mean, these get broken with the bones. Do you think that's where it shattered, that it shattered there? And then when it came back, it, it just did the number? Yeah, I mean, I mean, just pl- planning and having it snap like that's not. I don't think that's a possibility, really. I mean, yeah. these guys. I mean, I, I mean, I think I think it's a freak accident. Um, you know, uh, it's one of those things. And I, I thought actually in the first round, I thought you know Connor was winning the striking. Uh, you know, he, I think he hurt his leg. I, I, it looked to me like he hurt his leg at one point. I uh, had Poirier a little little hurt hurt on his uh, the leg kicks, which I would he did like a plant and like kind of kind of gave out for a second. Which uh, yeah. I mean, for me, that as a kickboxer, that's a precursor to me going, okay, now I'm just going to eat his leg up. His leg's already hurting a little bit. I'm going to eat it up. But you know, um, and I, you know, then obviously Connor went for that guillotine. I like I, as a as a coach, like I used to tell my guys, hey, my strikers, like if you're you know your jujitsu guy, it's a different story. Right. I tell my wrestlers and my strikers, if 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 you pull, if you drop to a guillotine from from a standing position. You better finish because if you if you if you need to come back to this corner, don't because I'm yeah. gonna hit you with the chair. You, you bring a great I'm point hit, up, Chuck. Because if it was the other way around, if, if it's Dustin going for that guillotine, even yeah. if he doesn't get it, he's much more in his world than Connor is. Yeah, right, right. And so for my and I guys did, did to him all the time. I, I mean, I, I was being funny, but yeah, I, I was serious. I mean, I, I'm gonna want to hit you with a chair when you come on. What are you doing? Bro? <laughs> uh, it's like, I mean, it's like, what are you doing trying to? It's it's not your don't, you know, if, if you get into a position where you're already sitting there and it's there, you can go for something. But right now, don't get me wrong, you're good, great. Just you, I, I, you know, a guy like Glover Texera, drop, drop you a guillotine anytime you want. Yep. Or, 
Jake Shields, another guy trained with me. And, hey, drop your guillotine anytime you want. You tell me when you want to drop to it, but, but a striker, no, don't, don't, don't do that. I mean, that but, gets then, back to simple fight IQ. Right. And, uh, and then it went, and then, uh, you know, I, I thought you know, Poirier was, was cornered on, but he didn't do a lot of damage, I don't think, from the top. And he's got a little bit in there. I don't think he did a lot. Um, so I was interested to see how it would go in the second round. I mean, I, that was, yeah. I was real excited. I was actually really excited about that. Oh, okay, we're going to get Zep. We're going to go to the second round. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, what the hell happened? I, right. I'm with you all the way. I mean, you were sitting behind me and I was still at my desk getting ready for the second round when Heidi, one of the USC people's yelling at me. No, it's over. It's over. It's over because where I was at, I didn't have the viewpoint to see the leg get hurt, but I was looking so much forward to that second round because after both fighters went back to their corners and with coaches like you, you know, giving them instructions, the second round would have been phenomenal. I thought it was going to be awesome, but we didn't see it Yeah, Let me ask you a question, Chuck. You know, you you're, in the UFC, like me, we've been around forever in this game and we've seen it all. We've seen the evolutionary process. We've seen the trash talk from fighters from 20 years ago to fighters from today. Um, how are your feelings on trash talk, such as Connor, who is so much the gentleman and the sportsman in the last Poirier fight in Abu Dhabi, which really made me happy because that's the way I like to see Connor. You know, I mean, I like respect. We're martial artists. It's about blood and honor and respect. How do you feel about trash talk when people are talking about using words like murder and kill or bringing up somebody's wife and making. You know, I, I, I really think today, like uh, with people cross the line way too many times, it's too much, too much, you know, I mean, there, there's an unwritten rule, you know, for me as a, as a fighter, there's certain things. It's okay. You know, like you want to talk all the trash you want about me, my camp, um, stuff between us, whatever, all that stuff, but you know, leave my friends and family out of it. You know, it's like one of those things. I'm like, I'm just like, and you know, murder and kill. I mean, come on, man. No, I'll say, hey, I'm trying to kill you, but during a fight, I am trying to kill you. But right. I'm hoping you're, I'm hoping you're okay right afterwards too. Um, and you know, I, I know you got to build a fight. And, and Connor does. He's honestly done it better than anyone. He he gets those outside the box fans. He gets the people are just watching it because not only gets the occasional fan, not only gets the you know the you know, the sometimes man, like the guy that just every once in a while does it, but also gets people that don't ever watch fights and they just want to see the, the show. Yeah. Uh, you know, so he's a guy that, that, that's, and those are the guys that make, make the big money that makes big, make more of a uh, spread the sport more. But on the other side, flip side of that, for me, that's a lot of that stuff is just, you know, I'm old school, you know, you start talking about my wife and my, I mean, all right, man, well, I'll, I'll see you in the back room. Now, yeah, wait, exactly. wait till we get back. Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm not going to jump over the cage and, and do any, start a big riot at the place. But when we get backstage, you better, you better hide. Yeah. I'm I'll, 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 come, I'll, come right, I'll come right over. He just locked me in a room. I don't want anyone. I, and the big reason being, I don't want anybody breaking it up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but anybody, they, I just, I just got to say, TJ, I know Chuck so well, and I know he's absolutely correct. Right. And I also know that he would do exactly that. Well, th that's the thing, too, is when you say things like that, not only are you inciting more beef with that person outside of the octagon, but like you're talking about inciting the people that are close to Dustin to do something as well. Like you're not just attacking, you know, Dustin and his family like you're attacking his entire team that want to stick up for their boy, too. And, and that's not a very good thing. You don't need to be stoking those embers. Be professional. Yeah, no, that, that's one of the things. Be professional and, you know, it, and, you know, at some points it, it's just talk, but it's like, you know, it's, it's unnecessary. 
Right. It's unnecessary. I'm sorry, Chuck. Then usually after a fight, even in the worst case scenarios with Connor, it's been a hug and a respect afterwards, which is not the case here with Poirier. Yeah, I wonder. I man, I think about it. I just wonder if he was just all of a sudden going, man. I I, I didn't get I didn't get my real shot at this. He thought that if I lost here, it's my last fight. You know, I didn't get a full shot at this because my legs are broke. Um, is this sort of panic? Like, okay, I got I got to set up the next fight. I got to piss him off. Make sure I get that next fight. Maybe Poirier doesn't right. I mean, Poirier doesn't have to give it to him really. Right. I I, um, I think yeah, I, I mean I can see him. I mean, I could see him on it. I mean, I. But then again. You know, that's a that's a long way back from an injury like that. That's uh, not, usually guys are are never the same after that. Yeah, uh, no, uh, never the same after. I'm sorry, T. Never the same after that, and also at the same time, we're talking about an injury that could take, I would say, at least a year to be able to come back from. Well, like, even even if Anderson Silva came back, and I mean, he's still tough, but he was he was right. talking about how, how tentative he was to throw that leg afterwards. I didn't want to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I talked right. to him when I talked to him on my podcast. Uh, you know, icebreakers. Um, yeah, it was just, um, you know, it was, it, it's a tough thing to come back from. That's, it's just rough. Did, Mentally did you, and physically. Did you guys see the, uh, photo? I saw it yesterday. It was a photo of Weidman, uh, Connor, uh, Anderson Silva and John Jones all standing around talking to one another. And then they had the x-rays and the actual photos of the, the leg breaks. And they were saying, does anyone see a trend here? John Jones has the skinniest of all of these guys legs. Anyone concerned for him? What is it Chuck about these, these freak injuries that are, you know, seemingly happening more and more in the modern era of MMA? You know, I, I really, I'm not, I'm not sure. It's, it's just, it's, I mean, I've seen, I mean, leg checks and leg, leg stuff for so long in fighting. I mean, I've been mean, kickboxing. I've, I've been a kickboxing fan since for a long time. So I've been a martial arts since I was 12. So, um, Is it the know, technique getting better? Is, is it just people are checking? I mean, these, guys, these guys, well, no, I, I, that same check, the one Weidman did, and I, I actually was talking to his, his striking coach, Ray Longo, after the fight, oh, yeah. the first fight they had. Yeah, trained for hey, man, his legs. Were, he said Weidman's leg was really hurt after, after that. I don't know if we would have made. I mean, I'm able to answer the next bell if he didn't knock him out. And I'm like, well, you know, I like the check where I just turn my foot and let him kick the top the, right here. I, I turn my right. foot and I throw right hand. So I make him eat a right hand and, and chip off my. And sometimes I get, I say, and I actually said, sometimes I catch people's foot. And I think in the set, my second Tito fight, Tito caught it check, and I checked it. I caught, he caught his foot on the front of that. Yep. Like, okay, that, that that hurt. You know, you can see so you him. Talk, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kick that again. You talk about your long uh, kickboxing career. It goes back. I remember when I was heavily into kickboxing back around 1990 and stuff. There was a great champion, Dennis Alexio. Remember Dennis? Oh, I remember Dennis. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and I trained with him a couple times. And remember when the Australian guy checked his kick, or he checked his kick, and his ankle just went like that. It was. Oh yeah, that, that was that was uh, that one the one I'd seen before well, two i've seen i've seen two on one on film and i saw that one before yeah. the anderson silver one and also you know if you go back just over the last like eight shows i think we've had a bone break at least in the last six consecutive shows i never want to see fighters get hurt i'm no. not about that but there have been a lot of broken yeah. bones lately well this no, is I, what i might think guys like think about the sample size and how many fights there are a lot of people like uh talking about eye pokes they, they sort of credit pride gloves to not having a lot of eye pokes in, in pride fighting championships, but then they fail to realize that the UFC puts on more fights in one calendar year than pride did in a decade. Yeah. So 
I think that sometimes we might see these streaks of, you know, oddities. It's not, it's not even more fights. There's actually more fights each night, too. Yeah, no, 100%. Like, it used to be 10, 10 tops. Right. right. Now, I mean, now there's 12, sometimes more, because they have the small, uh, the small show and the bill show. And, I, uh, I remember when there were four or five UFCs a year with only eight fights on each card. You know what I mean? It's crazy. I remember yeah. when there was three. And the yeah. months in between each show went so slow for me because right. all I was looking forward to was that next fight. And now we're doing 42 a year right? and I'm doing three a month or whatever. Yeah. It's just, it's just nonstop. Let's go back to the injury real quick. The, the result of the injury on Conor McGregor was the uh, fractures of his tibia and his fibula, right? Which obviously didn't happen when he stepped back. It obviously came from the kick or the check as we're discussing the doctor that operated on him is, uh, and you might know him too, Chuck. I hopefully you've never had to be operated on him. I have. He repaired my ACL, uh, severed in my knee. Doctor Neil Elitrosh. He's the doctor to the stars. He did GSP. I've heard his name. Yeah. Oh, he's fantastic. Hopefully, you never have to see him. <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough experience with him, but he's he's great with that. He did GSP's knee. He did my uh, my knee, and you know that uh, the powers of be UFC were on the phone with him right then, and he was flown right into Vegas and right. three hour operation. I think it's a big question. Connor's sitting in a very very comfortable position. If his brand stays strong, which it will over the next year plus of the healing process to service all his businesses out there. When you're worth hundreds of millions of dollars, there comes that point is, do you really want to get in there and do everything and make it happen again? I think personally, his pride factor is going to make him want to do it. But I think there's a big question if we're going to see him back personally. You know? Oh, yeah, I, I think for sure. And the, the only thing that makes me would make me excited if he came back was that's that's a real decision for someone that doesn't have to do it. He's not there's no it's not like, oh, man, I got to make some money. Right. Um, uh, he, he, I mean, unless I don't know, how, unless he does something crazy, I don't think there's any way he's going to blow all his money. So, um, yeah, so him not having to come back and not having a financial reason to come back. Um, if he does come back, I'll be excited. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'll be excited. Honest, to be excited also. excited to see, see, what, see what he can do and see how he can recover from it. No question. I'll share something with you guys. When I introduce him, I always say, I have said the pride of Ireland. Mm. For some reason after the show, I got emails and people from Ireland saying, please don't say the pride of Ireland. He's oh, not representative man. of Ireland. So it just goes to show me, because when I talk to Irish people, Connor with his antics and the, the law situations and everything, the punching of the gentleman, the older gentleman in the bar and all that, he does have a 50-50 division, I feel, and, and people that want to see him win and don't want to see him win, but everybody will buy the pay-per-view. Is it that, Bruce? Fighter. Is, it, is it that, Bruce, or is it a case of when you're hot, you're hot, and when you're not, you're not? Because this I feel big, like... Well, I just feel like a lot of people are maybe kind of, pardon the, well, the phrase well, here, but shitting on him a little bit because he hasn't well, been winning. Big question. It, it was one of those things when you're that brass and you're that, um, you know, confrontational in your the way you promote fights, it tends to be, you know, you're, you're only good as your last fight. Right. And, that, and there's a lot of times that, you know, if, if that's especially, and it, and it's not, it's not with a lot of fighters, like, uh, but when especially when you're that real uh, aggressive, you know, go after someone, you know, person where your, your, your personality, where you're real, you know, you, you go out and talk about people's wives and all that stuff. You're definitely going to, you know, if, if you're not winning, if you lose, you, you definitely get some hate. It, it's just odd guys, because how many times have we seen people shake hands after they fight and in fierce rivalry? I mean, Chuck is shaking Tito's hand. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, there you go. Well, look, man, yep. I, I, I mean, I still, to this day, we're, we're not friends, right? but, 
but you know, I, I don't hate him. I mean, I, I hope he has a wonderful life. I hear he's a great dad. I mean, I, all that stuff's great, man. I, I more power to you. Uh, you know, I don't want to do business with you, but I, you know, I, I'm hope I hope you uh, you succeed in life. I mean, have fun. Well, good luck. To, to me, it's still the greatest rivalry in MMA history. The Iceman oh. versus Tito with his flames on his trunks. Like, you sign me up. I'll, that's that's the best uh, rivalry hey, in the sport. Hey, well, I'll oh, hey, you. before I forget, and I get in real trouble, I, you know, um, I'm going to my first NFT drop coming up next week. So, Ooh, what is I think it? It's the 24th. Uh, well, I think it's the 24th. We're going to drop uh, my, my, my first uh, um, official NFT. So that's awesome. Cool. That's awesome. Chuck, can you tell us what it is or what it looks like? Or are you keeping it a surprise? Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll wait for, we'll wait for that. But yeah, it'll come out on, it'll have uh, some unlockable content too. So it'd be pretty cool. Who's that's releasing awesome. it? Is Eternity releasing it or who's releasing it? Uh, uh, blockchain labs. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Now these NFTs are just taking over. Good, good Chuck. I wish you all the best success with that. I can't Thank wait you. to see that. You know, we're on the subject of things uh, outside of the fighting world. I just have one more question about USC 264, and I want to go into other things involved in your after-fight career, which is going great. Um, when you watched the uh, O'Malley-Matino fight, right? The, the fight yeah. is the first fight on the pay-per-view. Now, you've been in many fights where you've just been dominating, and you usually you're knocking the guy out. It doesn't go that long with punches the way it did with him. Did it bother you to see Matino taking so much damage? And did you have well, an issue with the stoppage 26 seconds or so before the end of the third round? You know, um, usually I'd be the guy that was there going, hey, you got to stop this. You know that you don't, you, you shouldn't, you should let him fight as a fighter. He's gotten to here. Um, I was actually like, yeah, you know, I, I, was, I wish this corner had done that earlier. Right. I mean, I mean, he was just, he was just being too tough for his own damn good. And I, I get it. I mean, I'm the same way, you know, um, I think it was, he was just too tough for his own damn good. I mean, he, those are like, I don't know how many unanswered punches he took to the head. And, and O'Malley hits hard, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, he, and he's still standing. Moving know. forward, too. I think that was the problem. Like, Medina was moved, still moving still, forward. Still, you know, his moves still stand. You know, but a lot of, a lot of, a lot of really tough guys, when they're out on their feet, they don't know any better, but to right. move forward. It's like, muscle I, memory, I think yeah. When I, when I got, I mean, uh, when I fought, fought uh, uh, my, my my last fight in the UFC, I uh, against Rich. I I got, I, I I don't remember thinking after I headbutted him with that shot, got headbutted. I don't remember anything, but I remember I went back and looked at. It, I would all I did was come after him because that's that's what you yeah. know. Yeah. I'm in. I'm hurt. I got I got to go. I got to knock this guy out. Bro, you know, one thing that Chuck's one thing that Chuck said about Matinho is, you know, maybe his corner should have stopped it. Uh, I think that is definitely something that uh, I would hope corners would start to do a bit more. Obviously, yes. you don't want to take it away from your your fighter, but you know, there are times where Chuck said it like I he's mean, just too tough for his own damn good. Well, you know, and, and you're and you know better, you know better than I think than the guy than the, the guy in the middle of the ring. I right. mean, you know better. Than, aware. You know your guy, and you know. Like I, I've had guys who are like, oh man, come on, he can still knock him out. He said, well, "Look at him; he's got nothing left." Right. Even if he does land that shot, yeah, you're not gonna. If he was still throwing fire right now, I'd be like, "Yeah, okay, fifth round, you can get beat up for four and a half rounds." I because that was my goal was always to be be able to get beat up for four and a half rounds and still have enough power left right. in, the, in the tank to knock somebody out. See, then, it's got to be. Because then, if you knock him out with with a, with a half round left, you knock him out, it's over. Right. If you're out there and you, if you can't pick, hold your hands up, you're barely throwing punches. I mean, is it really, are you really, even if you land that shot, is it going to do anything? You know, and, and you're right. and the guy can make that judgment is your corner guy. I'm, 
you know, they, they, they will, you know, I mean, you're like, I, and, and, the, and honestly, for me, like, I can accept that more than would a referee stop in my fight. Right. Because you don't know where I'm at. You don't know if I'm still fighting. You don't know what right. I'm doing. Right. I just and never I, to I, I, fight I, another you know, day. I, I mean, even, uh, I mean, looking back, I don't think I would have won the fight anyway. Like, against the first one against Randy, I thought they stopped. I thought they, I thought he stopped that too early. And especially after I saw the Tito fight, when I thought he stopped after Tito and Randy, he let Tito get hit way worse in that position than I, he let me hit it. You know, because I was, and I was wall walking with my feet. That, I mean, that's intelligently defending yourself, in my opinion. Right. But when I won the fight, no. Um, not, not unless the judges were playing, but um, <laughs> but then again, we never know. You know yeah. Okay? I mean, I, I, I was just going to say, it's, it's I, think gotta I, was, be... I think I was ahead on one of the judges' cards uh, when I lost that fight. I think someone told me, I was like, really? <laughs> I, I was just going to say, it's, it's got to be, you, you talk about like throwing in the towel. It had to be hard if, if Hackleman could ever be in that situation because Chuck always had that power. Like maybe, maybe there's only, you know, 25 seconds left and he's lost everything 10 8. Chuck Liddell still got that right hand. He might might yeah. knock you into but, next week. But you, but you can also tell if, if someone that doesn't have right. anything no. after they, they, sure. they in a position they're never going to get out of. Or, yeah. You know. Hey, I'm yep. I'm looking around that room, Chuck. What is that poster over your left shoulder there? What is uh what's that on the wall? Oh, that that's uh me and Vitor Belfort. That was oh, that, okay. Uh, I was at the Bellagio actually back in the day. Wasn't that the show that was on um the Fox Sports Network? Best, what was that? Best, yeah, best day of a sports show. Best one, no, but they were only have one fight on. And actually, right. one of the reasons I took a last minute fight because uh, it was 37 and a half, right? Right, yeah. I took a last minute, the last minute fight. One, it was Vitor. I wanted to fight him anyway. And Let I me took, tell you I, what. I took, a short, I took a short notice. I wanted to fight Vitor anyway because he's a great fighter, but but I, I took a short notice, shorter, shorter notice fight because they said there's a, uh, there's a chance we were going to get on Best Damn Sports Show. And that was one of the sell, sales points to me going getting on that show. And then they, then I found out that um, we uh, that there was never any any chance of us putting the main event on there. Mm. <laughs> I was like, yep. but it oh. did it it did make Fox. I'll tell you what that story was, Chuck. Is that um, I was on the best damn sports show with your favorite nemesis Tito Ortiz, who I got on the show at one point, and we were in the green room. And George Greenberg, the producer of Best Damn Sports Show, who wound up being the head of the Fox um, UFC collaboration for yep. many many years. When we were back in the green room, George said, well, how, you know, when you come to L.A. or whatever, you know, let us know when and and let us, uh, you know, show the UFC. Right. Yeah. George is a great guy, by the way. When like the UFC guy. came to L.A. because that wasn't even a possibility back then. It wasn't even a possibility. And I said to George, I said, George, why don't you and and uh, Fox Sports be the first ones to ever show the UFC on national network TV on Fox. And he said, well, right. how can we do that? I said, I'll set up a call, which I did with Dana White, Lorenzo Fertitta and myself and George. And we all had a group call. I started the call and then I got off, let them do their thing. Out of that call was created 37 and a half. And the reason you got the short call, Chuck, because that call was about six weeks before, or four weeks before the show. They put that show together real quick at the Bellagio wow. because it was during sweeps week. And then they would have been on Fox during Squeeze Week, which they right, were. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. And they showed your fight. They got great ratings, the whole nine yards. And I'm very proud of the fact that I was partially responsible for the first time the UFC was ever shown on national network TV, which was that event. So you can blame me a little bit if you had a short training camp. But you know what? You came out on top, <laughs> yeah, and it's all okay. I'm okay with that. It turned out great. 
That was a yeah, hell of a fight. Hell of a fight with Vitor. Oh, hell of a fight. And there were a couple other great fights that, that night, too. It was just yeah. really awesome. Chuck, one yeah, more question. You know, the funniest part about that fight for me was I'm thinking, oh, I go to Vitor. I get a set. I'm going to get comfortable and start strike. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kickbox the hell out of this guy who's a boxer. And the first thing he did was shoot in and take me down. I'm like, I just got taken down by, I just got taken down by a boxer. Yeah. Yeah, like a box. And he's not even a wrestler. I just got to, I was like, like, damn it. Like, did he really think it was, I, I was, I mean, I had no, I had no thought in my mind that he'd ever throw it, take a shot. And he took yeah. a shot to me. Now I was like, oh, you. You know, on that tip, Mike Goldberg coined a, a phrase for you, Chuck, that doesn't get used a lot today because, you know, stylistically, everyone's a little bit more mixed than they were back then. But wrestling in reverse, that that is everything that I hear wow, I when that. I think about Chuck Liddell, because that's what Chuck Chuck's a good wrestler, but he used it in reverse so he could stay on his uh, feet and knock people out with that overhand right. And uh, I mean, you were an innovator in a lot of ways, Chuck, and it's it's pretty cool to see uh you know, where, where, you know, you've come out and, and you know, the, this icon status in MMA and, you know, Bruce, you talk about that 37 and a half. It's, it's overlooked a lot when it comes to, you know, say the, the boom of the ultimate fighter, which Chuck was obviously very much involved with. But that was definitely a seminal moment in the evolution of mixed martial arts in this country. A seminal moment. And at the same time, you know, I want to point out the fact something that I trained a lot at to do as best I could is to be able to punch going backwards. Very few fighters can punch with the power that Chuck Liddell does moving backwards. Yeah. You know, I've seen you break the orbital bone. I forget the fighter. We were to show uh, the Burning White. Yeah. Yes. Burning White. White. Man, that kid was tough, man. Oh, man. Very I, I tough. was giving it, people, man, that was a great fight. My, well, he took a beating. Like, yeah. I, was, I was hitting him hard and just wouldn't go down. And finally, I backing up, I come bang. How? Look at you I, see I, that? You see how he just does that? Like he still got it. He's he still he, got he, it. He can't even faint without power. Hey, the way the world is going today, Chuck, are we gonna see one of these exhibition fights with Chuck Liddell? Is anybody coming at you, Chuck? Because I guarantee uh, I, I, it's I, gotta be. You're probably getting a phone call. Yeah, so. I've heard a lot of stuff. I mean, and, and, and I and I and I've joked around, but people get all offended. I'm like, look, man, any of these YouTube guys really want to get butt knocked out. I mean, any I, if they want to pay me a couple million dollars to knock him out. I'd be more than happy to do it, right? <laughs> but you know, like, it is what it is. I mean, they're, they're not—they're not stupid. They're not going to let me give me a shot at them. Um, but, but but you know, but it, it, I think it's 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 entertaining. It's entertaining in a different way. Like I, I don't, you know, if I think boxing really should look at it as because like a couple of cards have had real boxing fights on on that night, right? Right. And if you, and if you use it as a way to get any you of know, these. Fans are only watching it because they're YouTube guys or whatever. They're, they're only watching it for something else. They're not really fight fans. No. If you can, you can get some of those fans back to boxing by those, the good fights on the card, that's what you're, that, that's, that would be a, a good, good end game for them. It could help them out. And, but, you know, it's, it, it is kind of, it's kind of how, kind of how marketing is going nowadays with, with these. So, I mean, a lot of this YouTube, I don't get it very, very much, but, um, but, you know, it's a, it's a lot of a lot of what people want to see. Like I and I've never mind. I like the tough man contest. I don't mind having guys go at it. But I I kind of like I don't like ones where it's like the kind of like where it's just an exhibition where they're not really trying to hurt each other. Right, just getting in work. I'm trying to just get when well, they're just going out and having like hard sparring. Yeah. Now 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 watching uh, Tyson get out there and hard spar with anybody, it, it's I, I'll I'll watch it because that just just for nostalgia stake and, and man, it's Tyson. You know, I, I watch him a hard spar with anybody. I just, man, he can still move around and still looks good. 
I'll watch um, Tyson play cribbage. Yeah, right, but, exactly. You know, but but like, but I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I like I, I did that. Uh, I refereed the celebrity boxing thing, and that, that was funny. But it, it it is. But if you order that and expect good boxing, right? Um, I I, I mean, I think you got to check your head. You right. know, like, I mean, it's a spectacle. It's, it's but, but the thing I like about him is big gloves. They had big gloves and headgear on, and they were actually going out. They were really trying to knock each other out. So that that makes it interesting. That's, that's that's it's fun and, and it's kind of funny but i mean people get, see guys get hit i think i, I think that fight uh the one i did uh celebrity boxing thing i did uh well, the fight before the main event uh the, the guy actually punched the referee and the bet coming after they got they got the second round started he comes over it all right are you ready are you ready hey don't punch me <laughs> I was like, okay, best line by a referee ever. I was like, that's great. That's awesome. Now, I'm with you, Chuck. You know that you you've made a very salient point, which we've discussed on the show. It's bringing on boxing fans are falling off. Okay, they're getting older and falling off as a rule. If we can bring in the young demographic and they get caught up in it, that they'll watch a great boxing match, whether it's with Canelo or some of the other fine boxers that are out there, all the more power to them because I love the sport of boxing as you do. But I would say it's a very small percentage that will continue to watch outside the realm of that exhibition fight. Right. Oh, I, I think so too. But, and, you know, it was a, why don't they do, why don't they do that with MMA? Well, it, I mean, boxing's a little easier to learn it's than MMA. You know, it's like, right. there's, there's too many elements to, for, for guys for, to, to learn and, and perfect for 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 that kind of fighting. So I mean, just moving from I mean, boxing, you got to learn how to punch each other. And really, worst case scenario, you just throw haymakers and throw him haymakers at each other, and and that, whatever. But if, if you're not, you don't know what you're doing in, in MMA. It's you're you're toast. I'm here. I hear you. I'm with you. And you know, now with boxing, Tyson Fury got canceled. Uh, yeah, Tyson getting you know COVID, which is still an issue out there. Um, so all the best of the boxing world. I love boxing. I like to see it do well. And to me, again, mixed martial arts and boxing are apples and oranges, two totally different fighting sports. I do not compare the two. I just enjoy both of them, you know, for what they bring. Exactly. Same. That's what I try Same to explain. Thing. I try to explain it to people all the time. But yeah. I, I think we're more over it than ever than justifying one sport over the other. They're, they're cousins. They're both great in their own right. I mean, I remember back in the day, mixed martial arts was sort of forced to defend itself against boxing, but I mean, it's 2021. I, I hope anybody holding on to that narrative can just put it to rest. Exactly. Chuck, one last question. Cause I want to go into a couple of things here in your personal uh, business ventures that you're into, you know, you saw Adesanya uh, go against Bohovovich in the light heavyweight um, from middleweight. And we've got John Jones potentially moving to heavyweight from light. Well, he better because he's put on all this weight, you know, from light heavyweight. How do you feel about that? Did you ever consider fighting as a heavyweight number one and second does size matter at this point well all things being equal bigger stronger faster should win right right but that's all things being equal there's never everything equal in fighting right i actually asked dan to fight tim sylvia before he had randy fight him it was actually pretty funny when i when they when they fought the first time in the first thing in the first round randy came out and hit him with an overhand he dropped yep. him yep. didn't finish him i looked over at dana and went <laughs> Dana said Tim Sylvia is too big for you. I don't want you to know that. Like I let, when that happened, and Dana went, "Yep, just kind of shook his head." Okay, I hey, what, what and Randy you... was an eight to one underdog in that fight. Oh yeah, yeah. he was. Yeah, I it was, was one of the greatest bets I ever saw. Like, 
I'm like, hey, hey, Chuck, if I hit with that overhand, it's over. Hey, Chuck, I what mean, would you have weighed if you fought at heavyweight? What do you think you would have come in the octagon at? I mean, honestly, I, I, I tried. I, I, kick, I kickbox a couple times at heavyweight, and I just got to let my weight get up one time. And I'm like, you know, never again. I, I'll, I'll fight about two. I would have walked in the ring about 217, 220 maybe. Okay. The, so you're basically fighting with I was about, about five pounds over where I normally walk in the ring at. You're right. I yeah. I wouldn't get much heavier than that uh, because uh, – it just, I moved, it's harder to move them. I mean, sure. if I had time to get there, I mean, I, I would have been going up and going back down. If I had time to get there, maybe I would have slowly creeped up a little higher than that. But, but it, it you know, over time, maybe, but I, I would have, I would have, that's where I would have fought at. I firmly believe the that. The funny thing is, like, I, like, I put like, like, look, um, Fedor, look at Fedor. Fedor was yeah. a bigger game. I mean, Fedor, I mean, honestly, Fedor wanted to, uh, in a little bit of time, probably could have gotten down to 205 if he wanted to. Yeah, no one had yeah. to It was one of the best heavyweights uh, of, of, the, of his era. I mean, he know? always had dad bod. You know what I mean? Like, he, yeah, he always, yeah. like, I mean, uh, he, he, he was walking, I think he was weighing in it, like, with, with his shoes on or whatever, at, like, 230. Yep. Or 230, 235, maybe. I, yep. I, I mean, at the time I saw him weighing, he was in between 230 and 235. Um, so, I mean, I don't think he, it would have been hard for him to make. Uh, 205. I mean, it wouldn't have been. I mean, it'd been an easy cut. I really. I mean, I don't die down. Well, and, well, well, prior to the the bigger heavyweights, the the Lesners and and Carwins of the world, like the best heavyweights were never really much bigger than 235, 240. Well, in boxing, the best heavyweights were 195 to 215. You know, in the old days, I mean, Tyson wasn't that heavy. Yeah, Tyson I mean, would come in around 215, 220. What did Randy ever weigh at heavyweight? I mean, that was his problem with the bigger guys like Rico, like. I don't think Randy weighed much more than 230 ever. No. Yeah, no. No, no. Always right there. All right, Chuck, we got the we got the fighting down. Now, listen, you, you're releasing your NFT. Congratulations on that, by the way. A lot of money being made by people in NFTs. Mine's coming out in the next few months myself. Um, so I, I can't wait to see that. I think it's very, very cool. N no question. Thank you. you. Know, the thing is you got your Icebreaker uh, podcast, which you started, I think, just a couple months ago, right? Is that brand new? Yeah, a few months ago. Yeah, we've been going for a few months. How's it going? It looks like it's going well, really well. It's going really good. Um, we might take a little break for, uh, I think, um, uh, my uh, co-host is going to be doing a shooting a film and for a while, so it might be a little hard to schedule getting him on there. So so I think we're talking about doing a, a break, but we'll see. Well, you did mention to me that, you know, we'll come on and we'll maybe give a few inside thoughts on that brawl for it all <laughs> outside yeah. China White in, uh, in London that we were all involved in, you especially. Oh, man, yeah. I want to hear that story but so We're not going to give anything away oh, on the God. show. I'm going to save that for Chuck's for the icebreaker. You know, you know, there's video we'll, of that we'll, allegedly. We'll, yeah, you know, everyone said allegedly there is. I'd love to see it. I, I mean, would love I, to see it. I, I know who has it. I'm not going to say on here. I don't I'll tell you guys you off get it? here. Can you get uh, it? See, because I, because I, I, I really know, didn't know never. Well, we get, we get label. I don't know how it started. Like I, I do, but from, but I, I, do. I heard from how it started from all everyone's side, everyone's side. But I wasn't there, so I really. I was. I forgot that I was going to ask you uh, how 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 it started. I, actually, my other friend there that was in the fight. It was there when it started. It was little Damien, buddy uh, Damien, and 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 he. Uh, he, he, I, I, you know, I never, all this time, I've never asked him how it started. I never really actually had that conversation with him because we always talk about what happened after that. But anyway, we'll talk later. Right. I know how it started. We were all walking out. I'm not giving anything away. All I know is I'm going to say one thing. There was Tito Ortiz and Chuck Liddell and us walking out. When a street fight breaks out, 
Tito went that way. Chuck went that way. I follow Chuck. And I was watching Chuck's back. I, <laughs> the choice between the, I've always said, Chuck, I've, this is a common statement I've made for many years. The two guys I would want on either side of me in a street fight is you and Boss Rudin over on my right. I'd be uh, a very happy yeah, boss, bad man. He's a bad, oh, bad man, bad man. So, Chuck, you got the Icebreaker podcast. You got your NFTs coming out, your appearances, everything you're doing. Your film career, I'm very impressed. I mean, you're working hard on it, you know, and, and I, I was going through and I know I've seen the, I've I'm commenting on you on a couple of movies I watched recently and you're getting better and better, like in The Silencer. I love your role in The Silencer and, and oh, all that. When you. I was researching your career, you were in The Postman Always Rings Twice in 1981 as a boy. Yeah, when I was a kid, actually, if you watch it, you know, the funny thing, my, a girl, my, my um, Jim posted that one time and everybody, uh, people are like, comment, hey man, I, I know, I just watched the whole thing, it wasn't in it. Like, she's like, um, he was 11. He didn't have a mohawk. Yeah. He didn't have a goatee. The guy he was kicked out, come kicked out from behind the counter by Jack Nicholson. So, uh, and then that was kind wow. of like Jack Nicholson. I got I got thirty three dollars for it, but uh, that was my first uh, first ever uh, film, film role. But did you want to be an actor, or your parents just? No, put you? I was just, I was in a Boy Scout troop, and we were playing Boy Scouts. I came by the Boy Scout troop, and and uh, they it was like the it was actually the first time I went to the Boy Scout troop. And they came and recruited us to go do that thing, and it was really cool. That's, Chuck that, and I have done so awesome. many things. Chuck and I have done so many things together, TJ, over the years. You know, in and out of UFC, we actually oh. did Entourage together. I was just gonna say, I'll never forget yeah. the Entourage episode. Like that was a huge deal. That was the biggest show on television, pretty much at the time. That was a huge deal. But I remember looking at Chuck because I'm so used to Entourage with every beautiful girl you can think of, thinking the set's gonna have 50 of them more. You know, walking around, and we were the only Entourage where everybody on the set was a kid. Remember that, Chuck? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our yeah. one favorite moment but um so chuck what's going on in the film career now you know you you had uh, well, I'm, I'm waiting on I'm, you know starting back up getting stuff going now that people are starting back up shooting things because i had a couple a couple i had one i was going to be the main guy for i was going to do um be a play a secret service guy for the president and you know one of those deals but um it, uh, it fell through. They got moved a couple of dates, and then with the COVID stuff, it fell through. So now we're just working on getting another uh, another gig out there. So we'll see. You'll continue to work, Chuck. Trust yeah. me, you will continue to work. Uh, I mean, you, hear this guy, you, you hear the response this man gets in the arena when they put him on camera? Like, Chuck, Chuck's bigger now than I think he was ever before. I commend him. You can maintain and stay relevant after your career fighting in the octagon as he's doing. I give Chuck all the kudos in the world. Name of the oh. game. I mean, let's, let's be honest. I see Chuck doing big things, going to the biggest UFCs, uh, you know, uh, of the year. And, you know, Tito's on YouTube, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> like Tito's on YouTube. Either that or he's, he's, he's resigning from Councilman at Huntington Beach. Don't even get me started on that one. Jesus. Unbelievable. If you want to look that one up, guys, uh, that was an interesting situation. I always remember, Chuck, it was my 60th birthday when you came down with Heidi. And by the way, please give Heidi my love and say hi. Um, oh. when I had that uh, big birthday party and I invited both yeah. Chuck and Tito and, and I told you guys that, you know, you're both coming and for some reason only Chuck showed up. <laughs> Funny how that works, huh? Funny how yeah. that works out. Not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> boss showed up too. Uh, boss too. It was a great, it was a great party. No yeah. question. Man, I don't know yeah, if I can handle time. a party with boss and Chuck. That might get crazy. Oh, it was fun. <laughs> it was fun. Hey, Chuck, did you notice how Vegas was crazy crowded this this uh, weekend? I mean, more oh, crowded than I've ever seen it. 
Oh, it, it was insane. Yeah, it was really crowded. And the I mean, heat. Like, I got, oh I got up. I got up at like like at, on Sunday to go just go down, and I was gonna. I, I, I was like to go gamble a little bit, so I came out. But I came out at like ten. It was packed. I'm like, I usually like on a Sunday at least ten's a little light down in the on the floor. Right. But I mean, people everywhere. I'm like, holy shit! I'm like, what's going on? Oh, it was crazy. You know, I was gambling that night. I was at a blackjack table um, with my friend and and uh, Tark. You know. TJ Tark from yeah. Flipper Flop. And um, so we're there and people were like taking pictures away and all. And I'm just concentrating playing with blackjack. Some guy came over, put his arm around me, put his face next to me, stuck the camera in front of me with video and started talking to me. He was so lucky. I didn't elbow him and push him away. That is wrong. That is yeah. so wrong. Yeah. You know? I you mean, know, people, you... people forget personal space. They forget, um, you know, I, I mean, I love fans. I do it stuff all the time, but time and place. Forget time and place. Sometimes if it like, yeah. and there's courtesy. Like, hey, I've had I've had people I've been eating and like have someone grab my arm that my forks in. I'm like, I'm, I, like really? Like, really? I'm like, what are you doing? Like, um, is, is that normal for you? Like, where you, where where'd you grow up? Hey, Chuck, one of the worst I had, I was taking a leak in the bathroom oh, and I God. turned around and the guy's got his well, iPhone on me watching me take a leak. I button my pants. I went over. I said, give me your phone. I said, show me your camera. Erase that right now. Right now. You don't do that. No. Right? No. I'm pretty sure that's I was, illegal. I, was, I mean, I had a guy get mad at me one time because I wouldn't shake his hand while I was pissed. <laughs> oh, I looked at him like, can I finish? Like, I, right. yeah. I'm, by the way, you just got finished. Can you go wash your hands? And then right. I, I'm I'm here, like I, I don't know. It's a little weird. Like I'm about not wanting to shake your hand while I'm being. So thanks. Have a nice hey, check, check. Big question. You know, we've enjoyed a few libations when we've been out of time. Of time, are you still drinking? Because I'd love to send you a bottle of my Puncher's Chance bourbon that I've oh, released. I have I'd love to try it. I, I actually like like whiskey. I don't I don't drink like we used to, but uh, oh, no, don't drink like you uh, used to. <laughs> no, 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 but but yeah, I I, I have whiskey. I have a nice whiskey every once in a while. That'd be great. I'd love to send it. Do me a favor. Text me an address and I'll get a bottle sent over to you and Heidi. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Be happy to love to see, love to get your opinion on, see what you think, but it's three met. We won three gold medals for taste and three gold medals for design. We're the highest rated fastest selling new bourbon in America today. Hey, Very excited. All right, man. It's good to hear. <laughs> I know you like the name puncher's chance is what you're all about. Always. So always icebreaker out. I'll always and always and forever. So icebreaker, NFT, what else is in line for Chuck Liddell? What's going Oh, and refereeing uh, celebrity fights. How, that, what that, the heck that was, was that like yeah, with Odin? Yeah, I, I got um I got I got a show from a note called No Checks Given. I'm doing on uh, uh YouTube too. I'm gonna be doing more stuff. It's kind of me going out and doing fun stuff, travel. It's kind of like a travel show. We do a little bit of stuff I like to eat places and then going out and doing crazy stuff. I like, go I did did some hunting on it. I've done some a uh, few different things. Follow me around at UFC once. So we got we haven't put out the episode yet, but they'll be out soon. The world is Very a better cool. place with Chuck Liddell in the spotlight. I'm telling you. Oh, thank you. Hey, listen. If there's a fan favorite forever, here he is, right here. One of my favorites of all time, and I'm so proud to call you my friend, Chuck. It's it's great to have you on the show, and it's always great to see you, and it's great to see you and Heidi so happy and everything going so well. How's the kids? What's going on with the kids in COVID? How's the school been for your kids and everything? Uh, they're they're doing awesome. We're homeschooling them right now. Um, there's too much in and out here, and and not nothing against the teachers at all, but they really didn't know how to do Zoom school. They like that last 
the first first you know the end of the year for the first time they did Zoom school, the teachers just didn't know what they're doing, and the kids are and my kids yeah my my kids are like me and I, me and Hyde are both like animated yeah yeah and still and you can't have my kids they I'm like. Right. Every time I turn around, when he was on that thing, my son would have a different toy in his hand. I'm like, where'd you get that? Like, right. how do you have, like, there was no toys that I see. Now you got, like, 20. Like, I didn't see you go anywhere, but where'd they come from? Right. My my buddy's a fifth grade teacher, and he said even the smartest kids in his class were not connecting through Zoom and stuff. It just doesn't register. Yeah, you, know, it's like, you know, and I used to go, I used to volunteer at school all the time. So I know my son, he's one of, he, he's great at staying doing projects. He's great at doing his thing, but, you know, but he has to have some interaction. You know, you can't you know, look at a screen. He's like, I mean, but, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, my, right. my kid, my actually, the sad thing about this whole pandemic thing has been, my kids have gotten more comfortable sitting in front of a screen. Right. Yeah. Yep. Like watching TV, playing video games. Cause my kids are like, before this, like the first, I, I thought I, I won one. My, they had- Chuck, you froze. Well, he's the Iceman after all. What's your favorite thing to do? They're like, play outside. Like, yes. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But now, now they're more comfortable like playing video games. Yeah. You know, they were, trying to keep each other entertained for a long especially in the beginning a lot of even people around here we knew what didn't want their kids interacting with our kids or other kids and like uh, we're making everybody uh, shut-ins at this point you know what i mean it's hard yeah times have changed chuck and days of you know i'm sure when you were a kid like me baseball until it was time to get home for dinner or, or go train in martial arts or whatever it's just it's not the same anymore you know it's a different world i i had a rule growing up my parents made me go outside every day in the summer and i the rule was that you had to be home by dark and don't come home before dark either because you know yeah. kids need to be outside. yeah yeah, yeah. Well, that's, not, that's not gonna happen anymore no no yeah. way chuck anything else you want to tell us before you go and thanks so much for coming on the show just uh, be looking for my NFT. Just that you know, follow my social channels and uh, it's just at Chuck Liddell anywhere, and you can uh, we'll, I'll keep you posted on when, when I'll be out and everything. I think it's the 24th cool. for sure, but if they don't, if they don't delay it, but we'll see. Well, we'll keep I'll our eye on it. it. I'm excited for this. Yeah, you know, Chuck, I'm a big person in collectibles. I'm learning about the NFTs. I personally like to hold my collectibles in my hand and look at them, but these NFTs have opened up a whole new world, and people are spending big money for them. So congratulations on that. Can't wait to see it, and I'll repost it when you post about it and, you know, get it out there for you. You know, anyway, I Thank you very much, man. Thank you. Absolutely. I'll send you a bottle of Puncher's Chance for you and Heidi, and um, I'm sure I'll see you around the UFC campus, as always. Right. Can't wait to see you again, man. All right, you got it, Chuck. Anytime you're down in my area, the play to Ray or give me a give me a note. We'll hit lunch. All right, sounds great, man. All right, take care, Chuck. Thanks, Thanks, Chuck. Big cheers. There he is, the Hall of Famer. Chuck Waddell. Wow. So awesome to have him on the show. I like what he's branching out into as well. I mean, you know, that was the the question. You know, there are a lot of guys from his era that not many people, um, you know, really even think about anymore. And obviously Chuck was up on a pedestal. But for him to still be out there doing things like, again, Bruce, like I cannot believe the reaction that he got when they just put him on camera for just a a few moments uh, inside T-Mobile. Like the, the world still loves Chuck Liddell. He's an icon as a fighter. He's an icon as a image. Mm-hmm. you know a brand 
Right. And uh, let's face it, historically, I mean, the UFC has gotten to where it's gotten because of people like Chuck Waddell. I mean, you know, I, we talked about the Tito rivalry. The rivalry with Randy Couture was was probably bigger in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the sport does not evolve quite the way that it did without Chuck Liddell. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And um, I, can't, I can't say enough about him. I've known him for so long. And he looks but, good, uh, Bruce. He looks good. You know, like he, he doesn't great. look like he's, uh, you know, fallen off the, the wagon at all when it comes to being in shape and taking care of his body. He's still, I mean, again, like he just faints with an overhand right. And I'm like, okay, I got to move. He's a I'm, beast. I'm terrified. Dude. I mean, when he moved his arms like that, I'm thinking, yeah. I don't want to be on the receiving end of any of that stuff. Right. I mean, you God know? forbid he does one of those celebrity boxing matches and someone accidentally tags him because the comeback will not be kind to them. Hey, when we talk about that China White brawl, whenever I'm on his show and we we break it down, I'm not going to give anything away except something I've said before in the show. There's nothing like watching Chuck Liddell in the octagon. There's nothing right. like watching Chuck Liddell in a street fight. No. Hoa, hoa. That's yeah. all I want to say. That's all I'm going to say. All right. You know, um, great to have the champ, the Iceman, on the show. And uh, let's go into some stories that are going on here. I hate to say this. I hate to say this, TJ, but it's out now. We're worried about it. I don't know when it's going to get worse, but the darn COVID-19 cases are surging now yeah, again in 45 that, states. That Delta variant is uh, kind of wreaking some havoc. Um, you know, the, the idea of being vaccinated is still, you know, uh, good as far as protection is concerned. But I, I think we're going to see a lot of people go back to um, mandatory mask uh, mandates and, and things like that. We'll see. Hopefully it won't get that bad. Uh, it, it still kind of blows me away, Bruce, that people are anti-vaccine uh, here. And even people that are not anti-vaccines as a whole, some of them have this you know, misconception about uh, how rushed, quote unquote, this vaccine was. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to tell those people, but I do know that uh, the, the Delta variant is supposed to be much worse. Uh, more people are gonna die than they uh, did before they thought in the, as far as the uh, amount infected to deaths uh, ratio. I mean, I don't know. I, I hope we can, you know, keep moving forward and, and progress. But, you know, these numbers are uh, a bit alarming. Well, they're alarming, but a lot of it's amongst the non-vaxxed community. Right. But now they're bringing out how the kids are getting it. Right. The variants hitting. I mean, it's just, uh, again, people say, well, that's news. That's new. You know what? Facts are facts. It's out there. And I think you still need to be safe. And quite frankly, I just got back from Vegas and I, I went to the, Rogan set me up with the uh, Beautiful seeds to his show with Chappelle on Friday night. My How was it? I went to, it was great. It was yeah, great. it looked good. I saw some photos and whatnot. It looked like it was a good time. It was amazing. But walking out, you're in crowds, and my friend and I were masked. And then you know the UFC. It just, you know, there's COVID somewhere. I mean, call me paranoid, call me whatever. No, but, but I, I mean that's the that's the truth. You know, the there's truth. COVID somewhere. The, the, like the numbers, uh, it's not high, but there, there's no way you can be around that many people without someone carrying it. And how do you think I feel coming back? I'm wary right now. Right, I of just, course. I, well, especially when you're just playing blackjack and some dude basically comes from behind and puts their body on you. Like, that's not – I mean, it's never a good idea to do that, but these are not the times to be doing that. Yeah, well, I just tested myself again today because i got to go to the show on Saturday. I'll be tested again on Friday. And right. you know what? I'm not paranoid. I'm just being real. No, I, I mean, you have taken this approach long before people were worried about it here in the States. Remember, I mean, a year and a half ago, I was telling you, Bruce, don't worry about it. These things never really get out of hand. Don't worry about it. You're you're buying into the hype. And then I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah, I was wrong. Well, just stay safe, everybody. That's all I can say. I mean, you know, have, everybody has their opinion. You have a right to get a get or not get a vaccine. But the the facts and the proof out there is that you should. 
That's all I yeah. can say. I mean, there's no better way to say it. It's true. So how do you like my new shirt? I saw that. I was I was wondering if that was a millions.co shirt. It's a millions.co shirt. They it came looks out good. with the it's time shirt. You know, I got the hashtag buff life kind of took off a little bit. Right. It's time established 1996, which yep. is the first time I ever walked in the octagon. Yep. Um, I just got these yesterday. I love them. So anybody's interested in uh, it's time shirts or the buff life hashtag buff life shirt I have on, just go to millions.co to my site. Uh, to my page. And I'm very excited to say that it has really taken off as we, I say every week, it's getting stronger and stronger when the NCAA announced that athletes could do their stuff. And pardon so me huge. if I said this last week, no, you did, but it's so huge. It's worth reiterating. 100 NCAA athletes signed up in one day last week. Of course. I mean, why wouldn't they like, think yeah. about this. You as a athlete, a celebrity, anybody that has a following the ability to market yourself in a way where you get the uh, was it 80 percent that you're giving them 80 percent goes back yeah. to the like yeah. think about that Bruce. 80 percent and you don't have to do anything you Nothing. don't have to handle anything like that's unbelievable we do all the work we design with you everything's there it doesn't cost you a dime the athletes are loving it we're now branching out into the other sports as a result of ncaa athletes coming in um it's just growing exponentially very large you know um, I, i've got some podcast clients that might need to get on that yeah no problem just uh check it out i'll set you up but uh, even a guy like chuck Odell, right it's great for chuck Odell. yeah that's 100 for everything i think um dean thomas is coming in and uh, there's a whole bunch of a whole bunch of ufc fighters coming in too so. and why wouldn't you you know the ability to control no your brainer. image and make money off of that and literally do nothing but essentially come up with some concepts like that's that's huge no brainer. Plus the ability to have the uh, fight companion style you know shows you can watch with your right the access for sure yeah. Anyway, I, I pitch it all the time. Just check out millions.com. I'm very excited to be a co-founder in this site. And we're going to knock down doors that have never been knocked down before. And that's the way I like to do business. So it's all good. Did you hear about Richard Sherman? No. Did what happened? No. Yeah. Where? Uh, he was taken down by a canine in a fight with cops before his arrest. They uh, hurt? Investigating him now for a possible hit and run and DUI oh, after oh. cops said he crashed his car an hour or so before his arrest. But there's other things that were here, um, domestic burglary and domestic violence charge, wow. which is a felony in Washington state. It could actually carry a really lengthen, lengthy presence, prison sentence, excuse me. Wow. So this five-time pro bowler, you know, played for the 49ers and all. I mean, not a good, not a good syndrome. He's been at the shows too. I mean, he seemed like a cool guy, not saying he's not, but he's got, he's got some stuff on his hands right now with this one. That's no good. No good. No good. Uh, UFC 264 uh, set a record, but it didn't top 229 for pay-per-view buys. I think it's 1.8 million plus. Right. Uh, that came into the show, and um, breaking that, that breaking that all-time record is going to be really, really difficult. It's going to be really, really hard. Uh, Tokyo Olympic uh, Olympics has banned spectators after Japan clears a COVID state of emergency, but uh, the there'll be no fans allowed to watch the Olympians perform. But the Olympics will go on. I wish them all the best. That, that might actually heighten the viewing experience for people at home. You know, oh, yeah. uh, when we, you know, I mean, we're still doing shows at the Apex, but when you take that crowd out of it and you hear everything, um, obviously you want the the athletes to be propelled by the uh, uh, adoration of the fans. And, and you know, it's, it's always something that drives them. But, you know, sit back and relax and maybe take this in through a different sort of lens. And uh, I, I think it'll still play well on television. I think it will, too. And one last note before we go, you know, I always talk about that uh, 1980 
panel card, the tops card of the Johnson rookie with Larry Bird, Larry Bird, which you said you have part of. Is that correct? No, my, my my wife had it and she tore it apart because she was a child when she got it. I mean, she still has it. It's just in pieces because, yeah, you know, kids. Well, you remember I had the box. I paid four fifty four. Right. Sold for eleven hundred six years ago. Sold for fifty thousand last February. What's it at now, Buffer? Well, you can figure it out. I would say the box is worth probably a hundred thousand plus now, and I'll tell you why. That that panel card in a, a PSA ten just yeah. sold. How much? Five hundred and thirteen thousand dollars. Get out of here. Five hundred and thirteen thousand dollars. Can't wait to tell my wife that she tore up a half a million dollars. There's four of those cards in each box. Brand Unbelievable. Who knows what would have been in that box? Unbelievable. Did you hear about the video game, the Mario 64 cartridge for the Nintendo 64? I heard it sold like crazy. Yeah, it's like $1.4 million. Unbelievable. There's only like 10 in existence, I guess, that are still factory sealed and in pristine condition, but $1.4 million. Those old N64 machines yeah. are worth a lot of money. If they're I mean, sealed, they're not worth a lot of money if they're open. The story. Never take it out of the box or at least save the box, you know? Right. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, I don't know. I, and that's something, too. You know, we talk about this with baseball cards and things of that uh, nature all the time. I don't think that the modern systems are going to retain that sort of value. No. Uh, I, I mean, no. may, maybe you can buy a PlayStation 5 and, and just hold on to it, and it'll be worth a bunch of money down the road. But I don't think so. I really don't. I've got cases of ready to rumble boxing video games in my garage. You know, the, the old Dreamcast. I wonder, I wonder what those are worth. They gotta be worth something. Everything's worth something well, to the I'm, right person. Sure. Yeah. Sure. It all it all is. It's it's crazy. All right, TJ, what's up? And now we'll be back next week with Iden Guys. <laughs> uh yeah, no, uh I was on the ground, did not get to see you. Uh met our pal Garrett, who does a lot of our uh, multimedia stuff here on its time so great that was guy. great um you had a had a blast at the howler had a viewing party they were doing it's time with you inside the mgm grand like you were right in front of them even though they wow. were watching a television screen which was uh, a really neat experience uh met a few listeners uh, of of this show uh came up and said hello to me um so that was pretty cool um i think we'll be doing that again a couple times uh before the end of the year uh, as well so go check out extra rounds anytime on ufc fight pass uh, you can also get the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts and uh that's about it follow me on twitter at tj desantis very cool speaking of garrett i'm going to be filming a, a commercial for um with him next week i just can't give away what it is but it's going to be one of those hilarious type commercials that's awesome i mean uh, the stuff that you've done already is is awesome phenomenal uh which reminds me to tell everyone uh Check out the show on YouTube if you're uh, not already. Uh, there's there's some other stuff on your channel that's not just, you know, It's Time Radio. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of stuff over there. Yeah, everybody, please. Uh, thank you, TJ. Sign up and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, our show today and going on forward is, of course, sponsored by FanDuel Sportsbook. I encourage everybody uh, to check out FanDuel Sportsbook when you're betting on the UFC and all the other things that you do. It's a great site. It's an yeah. awesome site and great people to work with. Um, as we talked about last week, I'll be back in the octagon this Saturday for the fight. I'm looking forward to announcing the return of the great Misha Tate. It's going to be awesome to see her fight. She's got a very tough fight ahead of her. So I'll see you all from the octagon. Then TJ, you have a great week. Um, with that being said, everybody set your goals, learn about them, write them down. So you can be the best you can be when you step on the path moving forward. If you are the best you can be, then you're winning. And that's what we're all about. And it's time radio. So with that being said, I love you all. Thank you for all your support. And what a great night 264 was it just I posted yesterday, TJ, on a side note, 
it reminded me how much I love and my passionate adventure in the octagon. It brought back all the reasons that I do everything I do to be in there with these great warriors allowing me to share their space and all the support from your amazing fans. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great week. Love you all. Bob Farrell.